Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Chad, doing pretty good. Our hog pression has been cured. Heck yeah, it has. I'll tell you what, man, I'm really excited about uh, the fact that we let the coach go. I do think, uh, personally, I think that the ball was dropped by the AD. And I know a lot of people are praising him and, and saying how good he is and so on and so forth. And I think he's redeeming himself in my eyes. But um, I also think that he dropped the ball. I think he should have done this at San Jose State. I don't know why he didn't. You know, I guess he was friends with this guy or whatever from listening to the press conference, but uh, I feel like he waited too long to drop the hammer. Yeah, but I never... I wanted him to do that. You know, you said all the time last year, we said he's going to have the worst season Oh, yeah. Arkansas Razorback has ever had, and you were telling me he should have been fired last year. So, really, honestly, it should have been done after that. You could tell, especially after the two blowout losses to Mississippi State and Missouri to finish last season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right, especially after San Jose State. I think you do it after you know, San Jose. Still, well, there was still a lot of support for him. You kept hearing things. You kept oh, hearing support for him. You know, so there was. And know. honestly, can you believe? Can you believe he really hearing things he said after the. A&M loss, how he was praising them losing and competing in that game, even though every coach, even mm-hmm. Brett Bielema in, in last year's uh, Chad Morris uh, first season here, uh, played lost by seven to Texas A&M. So it's nothing new, And but he was down in Little Rock at the touchdown club saying, I'm not worried. We've shown progress despite the San Jose State loss. Oh, yeah. I know, and I'll tell you what, man. Uh, it was, I don't know. I, I still feel like it's ridiculous. I think San Jose State, okay, I can see you waiting to that point. I can see you saying, let's let's see if there's a turnaround. Let's see what you can do. Uh, let's give you one more season. I can see that. Um, I don't agree with it. I think I'd let him go last year. Uh, but I can see that mentality. All right? But I can't understand the mentality of, after the San Jose State game, you're just holding on and holding on and holding on. And I know all the fans hadn't gotten there yet, and that's why it's called the hard decisions. I don't feel like he made a hard decision here. I felt like he waited until the decision was as easy as he could possibly explain it, you know? And it cost us our season because we could have gave the job to 
uh, Barry Looney Jr. and let him run with it for the rest of the year? And what if he's our guy? You know, he would need some time to prove that. I don't know if you can prove that with two games. I mean, it would be big if he came out and won the LSU game and then he came out and won the Missouri game right behind it. I mean, you definitely have to give some consideration there. I don't know if he's our guy if that happens. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure the plan, it seems, would not to be to give Lenny uh, the job. But if he does come out and win LSU in Missouri, or yeah, Missouri, it, you know, get some consideration or uh, some kind of interim season basis. But I guess, you know, he's probably looking at a coaching already. I'm not sure how many more weeks uh, would have done good as far as coaching search, but it feels like it's November. You're kind of getting down the nitty-gritty, even just doing your research. Maybe he's been researching for a while this, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And like you said, it sounded like they were they're pretty good buddies, so I guess Wait. we should just... I'm just happy. I'm just happy he's, he's uh, we're going in another direction, so I, I'm, it, I can't... I'm not going to complain too much right now. Yeah, no, I'm happy about that, t- too. And it sounds like we're, we're moving the right way in that direction, too, because... Uh, your check had said like he'd already talked to uh, Coach Morris and let him know, hey, if you can't win this uh, Western Kentucky game, you know it's going to be the end of the road. He pretty much outlined that. Uh, yeah. And if he did that, I'm sure prior to that, he was doing his research, or at least at that point, he started his research. So I, I would assume that a lot of the research has been. Uh, underway by him and he said that he wants full control over this he wants to you know it's a big decision and he wants to make sure it's the right one he wants full control and you know I support him 100% on that Uh, you know of course I'll have some suggestions here in a little bit hopefully he takes a listen to those but uh, I don't know man Um, I think it's moving in the right direction the right way I just think it was done too late but it is what it is. It was done when it was done. Yeah. It's better that it's it's better that it is done than it wasn't For done sure. at all. You know. Oh yeah, I'm excited, man. That's just. Uh, I'm happy. I'm excited to watch the next two football games. I feel like Barry has an opportunity to go out here and win a couple football games, and he might get considered. You know, and that's really exciting right there to, to know that we're going to have a young coach who's going to go out there and really give it his all to win these two games and this is a resume builder for him so a lot sits on these two games for him um so uh, can we beat lsu i don't know without cj gray i don't know if we can do that just because they're so good but uh i don't know he might be able to get out there and fire him up and and make something happen you know yeah i'm still worried about you know craddock being the offensive coordinator with that team um, I think a lot, a lot of offense. He hadn't shown that he can really call a game real well. Hopefully, Lenny will take over a lot of offensive duties and let mm-hmm. let Chavis, even though our defense hadn't been the best this year, let Chavis, you know, have control over that. Lenny oversee uh, the game as a whole. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm but like you made a good point, Chad, and said uh, you're excited about the next two games. I was like, I'm more excited about them than I was. You know, if it's like, well, Morris is finishing out the season, you know, we're still going to do it beyond this year, then I just feel like I don't know even what to even what to think, you know, especially right after that mm-hmm. Western Kentucky whip and the last three home games being losing by a combined 150 to 50. So, yeah, uh, 
outscored us three times, you know. And I went. I was stupid enough to go to two of those games. Two home games I went to this year got outscored a hundred to you know thirty or something total. Goodness. Well, I, I I don't know, man. It was rough. It was a rough year. But uh, we're moving on. We're past that year. New year, yeah. You know, yeah. brand new year, starting it all over. Except for it's not. Uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I just hope we can. I think we can get a Missouri win for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't count on us beating LSU. But I think finishing off the year in Little Rock and Missouri, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's one to. I just want to see them not just get totally, you know, totally be apathetic, apathetic against LSU and not let them. I mean, they're gonna. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. went on the road and beat Alabama, um, but. And then down there, their first home game coming back because I think they play at Ole Miss this weekend, so that'll be their first home game back since that Bama win. So I can't expect a lot, but you do want to see like an effort. And but well, uh, we do got we get we do got um, Coach Lunning. You know he's an Arkansas guy, been an Arkansas guy for a long time. He understands how important it is to beat LSU and get the boot. You know I don't know if other well, coaches understood that. So we might bring a little bit of extra fire to this game maybe he makes changes offensively and says look i'm gonna be doing the play calling or something you know and we see a a totally different you know mindset out there i would hope that he would do that like he understands this coach got fired for a reason don't just keep trying to run run his scheme you know yeah i also like the fact that uh that that he went through this too as a player when he was the quarterback at Mm -hmm. arkansas and then the game after he, after uh, uh, Crow was fired, mm-hmm. that they go on the road and beat number four, number four Tennessee. And we know in Tennessee at that time was pretty, pretty damn good program in the early nineties. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So his first game uh, with the interim coach uh, Kynes, you know, they go on the road and beat number four Tennessee. So he knows what it's about. Uh-huh. Still not saying we're going to beat, but I mean, I'd like to see at least just come out. Give us a game and maybe pull off the upset. It's impossible for sure. Well, yeah, it's possible. It's definitely something that could possibly happen. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess we'll get into that next week. We don't want to delve into it too far, but oh, we got sure. a bye week or whatnot, so we'll get oh, we'll get yeah. an LSU next week. So we'll really delve into that and what we think. And that'll give us a little bit more time to evaluate uh, Coach Looney and his press conferences and what we hear from the media and stuff like that, and then we can really give some predictions and stuff on that LSU game. Maybe their quarterback will pull a hammy in practice or twist an ankle or something between now and then, too. You know, who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it gets, like, a big rainy, swampy night and just, like, they're not able to pass, try to pass it all over the field and we just mm-hmm. run them. Uh, just run Boyd 30, 35 times. It's maybe 40 being that <laughs> big of a game off a of bye week. Just keep pounding him the ball. If they just get some bad shellfish down there in Baton Rouge, I think it's yeah. good <laughs> shellfish. It turns out to be bad. And everybody has tummy ache. That'd be good, too. Whatever. Maybe, whatever. Maybe just get too ca- yeah, too caught up the night before. I mean, that is a party area of the uh, one of the biggest party area of the country, man. So they might have too good of a time Friday night just being excited, you know. And, just be like, oh, we're going to beat Arkansas. That's an easy win. Don't even take it seriously. Oh, yeah. These young guys, or make these young guys, they'll have to play a lot tomorrow. Make them drive us around. and They're still having fun themselves. So you never know. 
We'll see, man. We'll see. So, uh, I put together a uh, top ten of coaches who right. I think would be an excellent fit at the University of Arkansas. I was super excited when I was putting this together because uh, as I was doing my research and everything, I noticed that there are several coaches who have won a national championship who are in, in really weird places. And uh, that could be really good for us. There's some guys out there that are homers that uh, we probably should have already hired. And then there's a couple of guys that are, you know, I feel like on everybody's mind. And uh, I got one guy that's kind of off the wall. So that's kind of what my list is looking like. But if just think about it like this, Tim. If we are thinking about hiring a coach and you were putting your list together of this is the 10 we have to talk to, we got to give a phone call to, not saying they'll take it, just that Arkansas's got to give them a phone call. And then, uh, you know, whatever happens from there goes from there. This would be my interview list, I think, is, is what I'd like to call it from, uh, you know, order of importance to me. So that's that's what All I'm right. here. I'm excited for it, yeah. It's going to be good to hear that. <laughs> so I know you put something together, too. I'm excited to hear what you got. Uh, number one, I think everybody probably knows who I picked for that. It's Houston Nutt. I think uh, we need a uh, a hometown guy. I want somebody who is uh, not been, uh, you know, worn out or whatnot by football. Who's kind of fresh? Uh, who can come and give us all they got? I think you know that time he spent at CBS gives him that. As an analyst, he gets access to all the game film. So all week long, he's watching all the game film on uh, on every game, you know, during the week. So that gives him access to all the different defensive schemes, all the different offensive schemes, and has a really strong understanding of where NCAA football is at this moment. He won with the University of Arkansas. Um, I think my, my argument there is that uh, he he was a he was a really good coach and I always felt like he was right at the doorstep of a national championship. And there's a lot of folks that say, oh, but he couldn't win the big one, this, that, and the other one. Well, look, most of the time, if you're a school and you win a national championship, you win it one, maybe two years with a coach. It's very rare that you win one like, six times right that's only been done twice four times is, is only been done a few times you know so it's just very rare that you find that quality coach so what you're looking for is a coach that is knocking at the door every year in SEC championship games giving us the opportunity to play for a national championship somebody that has beat Saban and Orjan. Uh and I think that's Houston Nutton. It's just hard for me to look away from that resume 
Um, so he he's my number one. Nice, yeah, I like it. So my next one, my number two guy is uh, Butch Davis. He's over at Florida International right now. He's a University of Arkansas alum. He uh, was a student assistant like I was for the University of Arkansas after he got hurt his first year. Uh, he's from uh, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Always been a University of Arkansas fan. Uh, coached at Fayetteville High School. I mean, this guy has some serious ties. But he's won a national championship at uh, Miami. Almost won one another year. Uh, tied the team that won the national championship, Florida State, and also beat them that year with 11-1 record. So how they get it, I don't understand. But uh, he should have two, in my opinion, there. he uh, He's a guy that knows knows football. Uh, we should have had him in 2008. Uh, said we got Bob Petrino, which, you know, wasn't bad. But uh, you know how that turned out. Yes, at UNC they claim that, you know, he uh, had some recruiting violations or, or whatever over there. But uh, he's never had that issue before. He understands how to recruit a small area. Uh, working at Miami, you're recruiting South Florida only. And uh, that's pretty much where you're getting all your players from. And I think that would give him, you know, an advantage coming into the University of Arkansas and recruiting a small state with the University of Arkansas and surrounding states. I think he understands how to recruit Florida. I think that's important uh, that we have a coach that, that does understand that because when Arkansas pulls good players from Florida, we win more. Uh, I just think that Butch Davis is an all-around package for us, and he has to be on your interview list. Yeah, I think he's 75. But I'm not looking for a, a long-term guy. I'm looking for a guy for the next four to five years that can win a national championship, possibly. You know, and and that's that's why I got Butch Davis there. Yeah, I like that man. Well, he's only 67. Oh, but yeah, he's right down the road from Tahlequah. He's got some good college experience and was in the NFL. So yeah. actually, like Cleveland Browns haven't had. They probably wish he made the playoff playoffs at least one of the years and they never mm -hmm. do that i don't know if they have made it once since then so he's yeah, got like the pro experience that's a good pick man that's a good hometown pick i like it yeah every every team he's coached he has uh made better and that's you know he he's making a million dollars over at uh florida international right now we could bring him in two million dollars and then you got a high quality coach maybe three you know so i think that would be good while we're dealing with this payoff situation you don't know what's coming back as far as uh the money goes or whatnot with with belma i mean i'm assuming that you know we got a pretty strong case or he would have already took this to court instead of having his um agent trying to fight the battle so i don't know i i, I just think he you know I just think he's a good package, but that's my number two. All right, nice. Number three is kind of a stretch, but uh, somebody I'd definitely pick the phone up and call and, and see if he wanted an interview, and that's Urban Meyer. 
Um, of course, we all know Urban Meyer's background. There's no reason to really delve into that. But I felt like he might have <laughs> gave some, you know, feelers out at the touchdown club. I know he said he wanted to go down to Texas and uh, coach the Cowboys. He said that's the only job, you know, he would take or whatnot. I understand that. But I'm just saying you, you call the man, you ask him if he's interested for an interview, you know. Because, uh, you know, I think you get him and then, you know, you got another coach that's won, you know, several championships and uh, just really understands the game. I think he could, you know, win another one. Right now he's a Fox Sports analyst. I think he's in the 3 to $4 million range, so we would have to, you know, we'd have to get somewhere around. Pony up some cash for, yeah. for him. But. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, number four is Les Miles. He's over at Kansas. Of course, you know, been in SEC knows Arkansas, knows Arkansas football. Everybody was saying, oh, he's a Southern guy or something. I heard somebody saying that the other day. No, he's he's not. He's from like, uh, what is it, Michigan? Something like that. Anyway, but he's a Northern yeah. guy. He, uh, you know, obviously you can tell in his press conferences and all that, listening to his accent and everything, but he uh, he's a heck of a coach, you know, and it, we just got that natural grass, so he could chew on that, you know. He'd be happy with that. It's probably, it's got to be better all day. got over in Kansas, you know. We could probably, like, blend it with a little uh, arugula or something. Mm-hmm. You know, we got that, we got our, our, our uh, you know, Department of uh, Agriculture up at University of Arkansas could do something to make that grass taste a little better. You know, for him, so, it's something he really likes. You know what it's. Uh, so he can sweeten the pot there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think he's making around the three million mark over there. So looking at paying him three or so to get him over here, probably maybe two point five. Somewhere. Yeah, in there. He might even take a pay cut to come to Arkansas over. <laughs> Somewhere where he could win mm-hmm. a championship. Um, well, he got disrespected down there at LSU. You know, he did. I mean, he was he was winning pretty good. I mean, he did. Uh, you know who he's? You know he's he was rooting for Alabama in that game to win the other day. <laughs> or he wants LSU to lose. So, anyway, I think you know you got to look at Les Miles. You got to give him a call. Um, another coach has won a national championship too. So my fifth coach, still national championship winning coach, that's Bob Stoops. Uh, he's coaching the XFL. He was over at uh, Oklahoma. He understands um, football. He understands how to win a championship. He understands how to win in a state like Arkansas. He understands how to recruit Arkansas. Um, so I think that's somebody that you got to uh, you got to give some credit to. Somebody that you got to at least think about. Giving him an interview, you know, and, uh, and and getting him back into big time sports. Because if you're coaching down at the XFL, obviously you want to coach, you you know. So let's get him to a level where he can make a difference. Oh yeah, I think I think he'd hear hear he'd hear a phone call. No harm in giving it out for sure. Oh yeah. And then my next coach is Mr. Fun and Gun, Steve Spurrier. 
I heard somebody other I said, I don't know why he don't want to coach no more. I said, well, he was coaching in the American Football League last year and went undefeated and won the league. So there's that. Uh, yeah, I think he still wants to coach. I, I think that uh, he would take a big college job if it called him. Again, national championship winner, won most games in uh, South Carolina history, Florida history. And he could come to Arkansas and do that again. That'd be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. So three schools, you know, two championships. So anyway, I would really like to give Spurrier a shot, give him a call. Uh, I think, you know, the thing about these guys that are away from football and then they come back is they got an opportunity to really, like, especially Nutt with CBS and and Meyer with Fox Sports, like I said before, they, they got an opportunity to really delve into the game you know and understand what the game looks like now how it's evolved and how can they can attack at this point so yeah and you all you always hear story or them always say uh what they've been doing or um uh, kind of in transition of waiting for another job or whatever semi-retired as they are uh, from coaching is go watch other coaches practice mm-hmm. you know and be able to evolve the next time they do hold that position so i like where you're going with some of these huh? Spurrier's, Spurrier's one that, uh, man, I'd at least like him as some kind of offense coordinator. But I'd like even with these names, some of these names, like, man, you just get some stability for a couple of years, and hell, maybe they maybe they spot. I'm thinking the, five uh, years. Up and come, yeah. Five years, give a coach a year or two to build a couple of years to try to win a championship. And if you're not, not, if you're not going in the national championship game in five years, and you're winning, you know what I mean? Just hand it off to somebody that can. Then you fire them and get somebody that can. Okay. Or maybe at that age, run. they'll retire and kind of know it's like, all right, well. Or they have an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator in waiting. That's... And ain't none of these guys like super old. Ain't none of them like past the Lou Holt's age. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the, the fellow over at uh, Kansas State. Yeah, Snyder when he was Snyder, Bill he Snyder. Snyder. What was he? Eighty <laughs> six or something? Man, yeah, I think so. Man, he was quite old. But these guys are young. They're vibrant. They still have a chance. Oh, he's to... eighty. Yeah, so he was coached. Sorry, he was coaching last year's last year. So he was coaching at seventy nine. <laughs> oh yeah, so seventy nine. So you know, I don't know. I, I don't think these coaches are out of their would be out of their conference. I don't think they're too old. I wouldn't say that. Uh, but anyway, next coach is going to be another older coach, and it is Gene Chiswick. Of course, he has some ties to the University of Arkansas. Um, you know, I think that he's won a national championship at Auburn, uh, a school very close to like like what you would get here at the University of Arkansas. Um, so I think, you know, he's somebody you got to look at. you got to give him a call. Uh, he's an analyst, SEC Network. I think him and Nutt kind of run head-to-head there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you interviewed all these folks and it was like, you know, maybe these other guys didn't want to or, or you decided, oh, these ain't the guys, and you was narrowing it down, I can see it coming between those two, you know. Uh, and they're kind of from the same era. I don't know. I just think their football would work. Their style of ball would work really well in today's game. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. I like some of those names. I have a couple of those, and I, I dig it. So, 
Well, then, that's all the coaches that's won national championships that are out there that could uh, come to the University of Arkansas and help turn us around and possibly get us a national championship. They're proven coaches. They all have one at least under the belt. Some of them multiple. Um, every team all of those coaches have been at, they have improved over the years. And um, they, they haven't had teams that didn't improve when they were at those, at those programs. So uh, I think you gotta, you got to give those coaches a strong look. And then now we got to move into coaches without national championships under their belt, which is, to me, you know, I feel like you're moving, you're moving a step down the ladder at this point, you know. Uh, you're, you're, you're taking somebody with a possibility, but uh, the first person that comes to mind is Lane Kiffin. I think uh, you get him to come in and see what he can do, you know. I'll give him four years. Hopefully he can, he can turn this thing around. Um, he, he seems like a coach that could do it. Arkansas seems like a school that he would go to. I know he expressed interest in the Florida State job. So, you know, you're competing there. Then you got uh, his alma mater. But, you know, they fired him and left him in the airport parking lot last time, so he's probably not going back over there. Uh, no. Yeah, so, you know. He's not going back over to Tennessee. And so we only got a couple schools to compete with. I think we could get him from one of those. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, oh, I think Harbaugh might be gone at the end of the year, so that might be the other school that we're competing with. Ooh. So damn, I don't want to compete with Michigan either. Not I, this year. I kind of feel like they'll probably keep him because I think like isn't he a Michigan guy and stuff? Yeah, like oh, that. yeah. So man. I, I mean, think they'll probably like give him one more chance. You know, you always hold on to those guys a little too long. You know. Well, he's got a really good recruiting class, and they haven't been that bad. They just they're not beating Ohio State, so they're mm-hmm. gonna. But if he does that this year, he'll save his job, I bet. So, well, I would hope so. Well, and then on uh, nine on my list as a coach, it's it's reminds me a lot of uh, Bob Petrino. He's mean to his players. <laughs> he says what he feels. It's not very personable. That's Mike Leach. I think he could come to the University of Arkansas. I think he could win games. Um... You know, he won over at Texas Tech. He's winning uh, where he's at now. He's just a, you know, he, he makes tough moves. He'll get rid of a coordinator if he needs to. You know, he he's just a guy that wants to win. And, and I think that he could bring that attitude to the University of Arkansas. I think that would be helpful. And I know he's not, you know, a coach that is... Uh, I don't know. Nice, I guess, or or whatever. I guess he's, you know, hard on his players and stuff like that. And he don't mind calling them out in press conferences or whatnot. But I'm okay with that. That kind of let us know what's going on. You know, what's wrong with that? Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to know what's going on inside the program? So I'd kind of like that openness, honestly. Yeah, I, I especially after this coach. Uh, never gave any, never said anything, never gave, or never had anything. So that'd be a welcome change. Yeah, I like it. 
and then my next coach is a uh, coach that impressed me uh, whenever we played him in the uh, Liberty Bowl and he dang near beat us um, with a team that was very small and 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 just a overall their athleticism was just way less than ours and he he still did a really good job of of play calling and so on and so forth and if our players are as bad as some folks are making it out they are which I don't think they are and I'm pretty good at looking at talent but if they are that bad if I've missed something I think Skip Holtz can come in and coach up the team and I think he deserves opportunity I think uh, I think we should we should do it for him I think I think he he uh, I think he'd do well with the job you know he's got some ties to the University of Arkansas so I guess he you know he hasn't never been the oh well look you know I mean he has but it hasn't been like you know he's done amazing here or there but I just feel like if he was given the opportunity he could do he could do better at a bigger school I could be wrong about that that could be a horrible decision too and I don't know you don't really want to uh, put yourself in a situation this year where you're making a decision that could go a different direction so but I don't know I definitely give him a call talk to Skip and just say hey you know what can you do here show me your vision and if he you know impressed me I think I'd go ahead and pull the trigger on him he just seems like he'd be a good coach yeah seems like a guy maybe not everybody's talking about but like if he was given the chance he'd do a really good job he'd be solid mm -hmm. he's I not think. a sexy hire but he would be solid I, I like it so that's my 10 what's your 10 looking like Tim alright well I don't I don't have a 1 through 10 order most wanted or anything like that I kind of got some just kind of groupings of them like um right. Maybe, yeah, because I don't really, no point in me getting too excited and having number one. Who knows? I know last couple of years I got burned, you know, thinking they're going to hire. And even some of these guys on the list and just like, wow, I never, I mean, I would have just didn't excite me when I was told that Chad Morris was hired. But yeah, the hype, but as we know, it didn't work out. So here we go, another round. And I was like, I'd, I like a lot of your names. So I'm going to have, I'll have a couple different ones and some the same too. But, Cool. Uh, and some of these are out of the box. I mean, whatever. Hey, it is what it is. Let's have fun with it, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna support them, and you are too. I know whoever it is. So if it's somebody on this list, not on this list, I'm all in giving them a chance. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I did I the same thing with make the, a bowl game next year. Did the same thing with this last coach too, and it didn't yeah. work out. But <laughs> I, but chance, I tried. I tried. I tried the second year even. After he done so horrible, we picked him to make bowl games. We, I mean, we looked at the schedule, and we said, "I mean, you should be able to win all not four non-conference games." Yeah. And then just make a couple against some of these Vander. Uh, we played Vanderbilt. State, we played no. Kentucky. 
We've played Mississippi State under Moorhead. We've played Ole Miss. With that. Ole Miss, man. That's the Coach only League. other two you needed. All your non-conference, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I mean, any other coach, I guarantee you any coach I just named off right there would have done that. Oh, yeah. Even Skip oh, yeah. Bolts would have done that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I bet he would have won at least seven or so. Seven or eight. Maybe with the talent we got now and a brand new offense installed. Yeah, maybe he drop. Maybe you drop one of those. Maybe you drop one of those. Maybe you. Drop maybe you beat, but maybe you beat A and M, but then but lose to Mississippi State or they mm-hmm. you know, Mississippi or something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> kind of trade one of those out. Um. All right, so this first kind of group, and it's kind of what I don't know. At least their names are kind of talked about a lot, and kind of possibility that, and I would be happy with, and I think would win here. Um, uh, and we could afford it and all that. Um, I want to go uh, Lane Kiffin. I think he's um, itching to get back a uh, another big job. Uh, I think what he's done at Florida Atlantic's been real nice. He's got NFL experience. Like you said, got let go. USC ain't going back there. He ain't going back to Tennessee. I think he'd be ready to settle down and um, wants to get would like to uh, beat Saban. Um, I think he'd be a good fit this year because this recruiting class, you know, all, you know, all these Texas guys falling more. Well, Kiffin likes to hit the transfer portal, so I think that'd be a, mm-hmm. uh, been able to get uh, recruiting up. Uh, second guy. That's what you did, too. They hit that transfer portal and got a lot of guys in. It wasn't. Add, and add the numbers, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't old Morris's guys that were left back and all that. So. Don't oh, no. Out. Like, I get a couple of these guys, like, you know, Burks and you got a uh, KJ Jefferson and hope maybe could talk Boyd into staying one more year. Um, he had that uh, Devin Singletary running back first year. Atlanta got him in, um, and uh, he scored like I don't know forty touchdowns just Good pounding the ball in in that first year when they won eleven games. Just um, kind of turned him so he'd fill out the numbers. You know, might hit the JUCO and then round it out, get some Arkansas guys or. Um, mm-hmm. Some, and maybe bring some of his guys, or maybe he just gets everybody excited. Um, he's a pretty good marketer of a program and firing mm-hmm. people up. So, um, yeah, I like how he uses social media. He's a new, he's a younger guy, uses social media very well to market his team. So I think yeah. that's a plus with him, and that's something that you probably wouldn't see from the coaches I just named off. Yeah, and it's it's a. I don't think any any of these names there's going to be. Some, from it, so maybe it doesn't fire, but I think it'd be a good fit. I don't know, I just have a good feeling he'd, he'd be a good fit. And like got, I said, he's, he's got ties to Arkansas going to school at Fayetteville, Arkansas, you know, high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure, I mean, SEC West job. I mean, we hey, well, it's a nice place to live and have a family and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, number two going off that is uh, Mike Leach. I think he'd be a good fit as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got Texas Tech to um, number two in the nation. Washington State 11 wins last year before he got to Washington State. I mean, you never even heard of Washington State football. You know, he's had them ranked. and um, You know, he wins. Um, he's exciting to watch. He's a uh, he's awesome. To, or he's, he's a different guy. You know, he's entertaining. Whether mm-hmm. whether you agree with everything he says or not, but, you know, you still want to check out what he has to say. And I, I, I'd enjoy uh, – you know, listening or listening to the press conferences and hearing them speak and coaches shows and everything. But I think also he could just do like, you know, 
one at Lubbock, Texas, one in Pullman, Washington. I mean, if he can win those and turn those programs around like that and make them, you know, some of the top offenses, if he could get grab a really good defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. um, I think I think he'd be a really good fit and um, would be solid with him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a great point. And third guy, I know that I said this a couple years ago because it seemed like the name, but they chose Morris over him. But I'd, I'd still, I'd be down with Mike Norvell out of Memphis. Every time I've watched him, he's won. Um, they can run the ball and they can they pass a pretty exciting offense. Um, so he's done, you know, and he's had a couple more years since then to be a head coach. So I think he'd be a good good fit as well, and young and I guess innovative and all that. So that'd be a good. It's somebody I think we could get, so I'm trying not to try to fire myself up in case he's the guy. Yeah, uh, Mike Norville just got that extension, and it'll be hard for us to get him. I think with the amount he's making now. But the only thing about him is, I don't know. For some reason, he just has never excited me. I hmm. mean, he's it's always been like, yeah, I think he'd be okay. But I just don't think <laughs> yeah. he can take us to the next level, you know. And then to me, the next level's a you know national championship. So, you can call me delusional all you want. That's my expectation. It always will be until I die. Oh, yeah. Well, if they name him, I'm not going to be too upset. But, oh, I'd um, be, I, I, he'd be a hell of a lot better than the coach we did have. I guarantee you that. And I'll root for him and hope that I'm wrong. <laughs> I can. And a couple other guys, I don't even know if they're jobs, you know, but just some different guys that may or maybe they're looking for a change or um first one uh kind of a younger guy too matt campbell at uh, iowa state he's done really good there in toledo mm-hmm. he's really good under him so he's won everywhere he's been a head coach um five gary patterson at tcu i doubt he would make a change but man he's <laughs> he's been an incredible there had an undefeated year and uh at tcu some of their you know highest winning coach in tcu's history they were they were very good. Mm-hmm. Um, six, I don't know if he's ever expressed, but one day, you know, Brett Venables at Clemson, their defensive coordinator for a long time, he worked under Bill Snyder, Bob Stoops, and Dabo Sweeney. So he's got some real good experience if he, if, uh, as a coordinator, if anybody want to hire him. Um, and that kind of rounds out that little group. I don't know if they're looking, but and then I got a uh, just four guys I'd really like, you know, but I, I don't. I don't imagine it happening, but it'd be nice. Uh-huh. And a couple of them, uh, you named Chad as well. But so in this group, I got uh, uh, Urban Meyer. I think. I mean, that guy's kind of an ass man, you know. But man, for four years, for five years, we could win a lot of ball games. Yeah, that'd be really fun to me. You know what I mean? With a spread offense, it yeah. works. It'd be really fun I mean, to watch too. He's he's a big name, so he'd automatically bring in some big recruits before um you know and even Bielema did that the year he took over he took over you know whenever in December and he he got around and got like Alex Collins who's a five-star and Skipper and uh, Denver Kirkland who guys played in the NFL just last minute so you know because he had a better name at the time for uh his run here at Arkansas Bielema did so I think Meyer's a huge name that could I mean I don't I don't think it's a career thing but you never know he might want a job with SEC and he always talks about you know his health concerns and pressure and stuff. So maybe maybe he'll find this a little less pressure to. He didn't have to win a national championship the first year, but you know he's competitive enough to want to win it in the you know in year three. Oh yeah, definitely could. 
And then um, another guy you mentioned, Bob Stoops. I think um, I think he's still, you know, he's not too far up in there and years, but man, you know, got the national championship, twelve, I think, Big Twelve titles, uh, conference titles, knows the area well. It seems like he's just young enough, man. Maybe maybe he's just ready to get back in it, and it'd be kind of a uh, job for him. I think he's still got some left and could do really well here. Well, yeah, I think then, that, could, that could too. Oh, yeah. And this is a guy I'd really like, one of the best coaches out there, but he's, I don't think he's ever worked, maybe one year, he's ever worked past, you know, east of uh, Boise, Idaho, but Chris Peterson at Washington. He's really done well there at Washington, and obviously at Boise State was incredible. Had some undefeated seasons. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I don't know if he's you know going to leave the West Coast, but you know I can throw out these names. Hell, if I throw out Meyer and Stoops, I can throw out Peterson too. Oh yeah. And then last one, Houston up, man. I just love the guy. I think he could come right in and take this team to a bowl game next year. Fire him up, even if he wasn't long term. You know, maybe not another ten year run by him, but even just kind of get us get us back to respectable and win some SEC ball games. So that's my list. Wow, that's a great list, man. You know, I agree with everybody on that list. Uh, the only one that doesn't excite me was Norvell. I mean, other than that, I agree with every single single one of your uh, your guys on your list. That's that's a that's an awesome list. Yeah, no, no I'm, I, I'm with you on Norvell, man. It's just, man, I just it seems like they might hire him. So <laughs> I'd hate for you to be disappointed. So I'm trying not to be disappointed. Eh. I mean, he'll be okay. He's just not the he's not the most exciting coach. You know, it's not that I won't enjoy watching Norvell football. It's not that I don't think he can win a lot of games. I think, you know, he'll be a really good coach. He'll probably hang around for a long time. <laughs> you never know, man. He might be That's the one to get part that Should be worrisome, you know. Some of those guys are looking bowl game the after bowl time. game, but never getting yeah. over the hump. Yeah. Remember that podcast? What happened to that podcast? I can't find it. Oh, I didn't delete it. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, he'll probably stay at Memphis, man. He's got some rumors of some things keeping him back, too. So Gambling problems. That's what they say. Yeah. They say he's got gambling problems. Yeah, Nothing official's ever come out. So Yeah, but, but LSU we'll said he had gambling problems when they did the search for him. We said he had gambling problems when we did the search, the background check. I think Florida also did a background check on him at around the same time LSU did. And said that, so like, it's not just because I've heard some folks that say, oh, uh, you know, Jerry Jones didn't want him, so he had the gambling thing. No, that's three different big colleges that did extensive background search that came up with the same thing. You know, Ed... Here's the thing, man. I don't care if he gambles as long as he uses promo code Hog Call. Whenever he uses <laughs> my bookie, that way he can double his deposit. Well, I'm just going to say, Chad, yeah, I like uh, Coach. We'll, we'll have to tell him about that. Uh, maybe be a sponsor for us. That'd be a pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, guys, listen to the Hog Call podcast. So when you, when you bet on sports. Use promo call to hog call. That'd be sweet. We'll it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. So I, 
I like I like uh, both the lists, man. I like some of those a lot of those names you mentioned. Everybody really, um, I think would do good here. So if it's, it's anybody out of those, you know, we had a couple similar names. So anybody out of that fifteen names we guys we named, I'd be happy. So yeah, I think there's a here's the thing. I think this is the most important thing that I think that if you want to glean anything from this podcast, this is the most important thing you can glean from it. There are a lot of guys who have proven success who are on the market and there's not a whole lot of schools hiring right now. So we got to jump on it. We got to get our guy faster and better because uh oh what is it that's coming around is it the is it the transfer or is it the early signing period early signing period yeah yeah so we need somebody prior to that at least a week maybe two weeks prior to that so that would be the best move by the ad so do you know when that early signing period is exactly uh december 18th i just looked it up yeah december 18th so we need to be hiring somebody December first. We should have by the end of November, beginning of December, yeah. we gotta have our guy. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was talking about this uh Bieleman taking over. It's like, you know, when he when he took over then I was saying he got a couple of recruits, they didn't have the early signing period in December. Mm-hmm. So so that kinda cuts it with the new coach. December, but Chad another December ninth is the very latest that you want to be making your announcement on who the new coach is. And this is kind of a year to jump on some of those, um, I think, to me, be acceptable, um, or uh, kind of getting a coach that's kind of been out of the game a few years or something like that, because it's been done here lately and programs have been better for it. Oh, yeah, um, Mac know, Brown. Mac Brown put a resurgence in North Carolina football. Miles at Kansas, as you talked about earlier. Herm Edwards, even at uh, you know he was he was in obviously television, awesome on t- TV. You know yep. he had been remote, an NFL coach. He comes back to college and he he's he's done really well there. Mm-hmm. Um, people thought people made a lot of people made fun of that hire, said it wasn't going to work, but it has. He's oh yeah, he's gotten those kids to uh, really buy in. And he's he's winning a good. I mean for Arizona State too, not not known as a you know powerhouse football, but. A uh, really good program over there. So it's a time I think some of these names can work. Chad and I, I like that, I like the list a lot. I tell you what, man, you go with Butch Davis or I think Butch man, I, I'm, I'm jumping on that Butch Davis thing. You go with either one of those guys, man, and you're good to go. Like you know, you're gonna have a winning football team. Yep. We hire Butch Davis. I'm gonna do a backflip. Yeah, oh yeah, man. I'd put that on. A well, I mean, it'll be on a trampoline or something, but yeah. And there's and there's some names that just there's a lot of other names out there. They just don't excite me as much. But I'm worried. Let me give. Let me just give you a list, Chad. That yeah, I'm let's not, hear I'm, some of these other goofballs. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying that I want them. I'm not. You know, uh, these are just names that I've heard. Uh, uh, let me go, I guess, rattle them off here. All right. Eli, El- Elia, Drinkwitz at Appalachian State. Yeah, horrible, Cl- horrible hire. Don't do that. <laughs> Just eight. I mean, yeah, he's 8-1 at App State, the first year of head coaching job, and he coached a year or two in Arkansas. Yeah. 
went to Arkansas. But I don't know, it just didn't excite me, man. I've heard his name thrown out a lot. It's like, man, that's not going to do it for me. Um, Bill Clark at UAB, he's done a hell of a job built that uh, program back up. Um, after it was shut down for a couple years, and it wouldn't be a bad hire, but doesn't excite me. Some of the others, um, <laughs> and, damn, and I've heard this a lot of people. Man, this is probably just stupid, but I've seen this on not just you know social media and people just throwing it out there, but I've seen it on um, writing mediums online and stuff, or just heard it on the radio. And just Hugh Freeze is like, oh God, please no, man. Uh, trouble as he's got Ole Miss. Ole Miss in with the strippers and everything and as soon as we have some top five recruiting classes everybody will know why um, and then Willie Fritz out of Tulane he's done a good job there. I like the name too um, you got uh, Clawson at Wake Forest um, you know guys not too Wake bad Wake Forest coach really why what's he done well, he's he. I mean, he has. I mean, for Wake Forest, <laughs> been decent, but he's not too exciting. I remember. I remember when the rumor was uh, the year we were looking for Petrino in two thousand eight. Um, one of the rumors was Jim Grobe, the Wake Forest coach, for him. That was that was. Gosh, I'm glad we didn't get Jim Grobe instead of Bob Petrino. Yeah, uh, another guy. You know, you've mentioned before. He's he would be decent too, man. I honestly wouldn't like. I don't know if they'll do it. You know, but David Cutcliffe, man, what he's done it. Duke has been pretty. pretty David Cutcliffe. I wouldn't be mad about David Cutcliffe. No, if we can get, if we could get him, I just don't think he'll leave Duke for University of Arkansas. It's a pretty sweet job. He's already no pressure there. So whatever he wins, he's making like three million over there, isn't he? Oh man, yeah, we're not gonna pay him too much more probably. But um, and then you also got uh. Climbing at Kansas State. He did win several championships at North Dakota State. It's done real good there. Um, but I don't know. It's not really well known, I guess. In the, and then then everybody, the national media, and I got something to say about them here in a second, too, man, about this firing that they're not on board for. But it seems like an Auburn, I think it's an Auburn push, not from Arkansas, folks, mm. is Gus Mouse. Oh, God. I don't hear any Arkansas people talk. It's like, no, that that bridge has been burned. Ain't we don't want. I don't want like, Malzahn's like. I don't want him. I don't like him. I hate him now. I would have took him before Morris. But did you yeah. know that? I mean, some people say it's rumored that Malzahn suggested that we make the Morris hire, and obviously he knows how horrible Morris is. Probably thinking, oh, Morris would do a horrible job. I'll suggest him. And then I had the job open to me. I don't want him, man. I don't want... No. He's, he's, he's just a sleazy, used car salesman person. Sorry. Okay. I don't like no. him. So. Well, that's why he's in my list of a guy that I didn't want. Yeah. I'm saying it, it's a national... I've heard, like, SEC. It's like, oh, I'm talking about... Dude, we did this run two, year, two years ago. I actually thought about, like, all right, man, you know. Kind of here, it's kind of... He hadn't really... He hadn't really done done much at Auburn, you know. Um, but a couple years ago, I would have like, all right, let's do it. But now, now I'm over it, man. We can get better coaches. Yeah, and, oh, absolutely. There's better you know. coaches out there. And he definitely, definitely probably suggested Morris. Why not? He's beat him the last two years, a combined like ninety to uh, twenty. So why would he want Morris there at Arkansas, a team that that usually beats Auburn? That you know. Uh, 
coaches we've seen in Nut and Petrino just handing it to Auburn. Like, not even a thought, even though they had Tuberville, who was a good, you know, had an undefeated season. Shouldn't have had a championship, but um, so yeah, I hope they keep them. They're stuck with them. They got a big contract extension. The last time we were looking for a coach, we got them. So they're they're stuck paying them. That's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't want him. Uh, not for but, nothing. Yeah. But that's uh. So there's a lot of names out there, man. But I'd like to see one more. Oh yeah, well we'll get the right guy. I think there's some weird names out there, like you said, just some strange names floating around that I can't believe are floating just, around I'm with just... the quality coaches that are out there right now. The coaches that you and I just named off, I'd be happy yeah, with just, any of them. There's just some, some Chad Morris. Sorry, Chad. No, just some Chad Morris esque names. You know what I mean? Like some of these guys, though, you look, it's like, well, they'll have a, like, we hired a coach, that, or I didn't, you didn't, but the board of trustees or Cromer Peoples and your check the, the finish line or whatever signed the final contract, hired a guy with a losing record. But these guys are like kind of similar, similar things, smaller schools. Like you just don't, <laughs> just oh, don't yeah. know. It could work out. It could just kind of scares me some of those unproven guys. We just did it. And I just want to say this, too. Hopefully Luke's listening to the podcast. I've been reading your articles on the basketball team. Those are all great. But you got to come out with your list, Luke. Like That's what everybody's doing right now. I want your top ten list. Coaches that you would call up for an interview. So write it out. Write that list out in an article. Publish it and let us know about it so we can share it. And come on the air next week too and talk about it. Oh, wouldn't that be cool if you come I on like and talk about I it right know. after? I don't know why we don't do list pod list radio more often. You know, <laughs> we should have a top list every week of <laughs> just have. So that everybody that right now is listening to this and they're like, "Oh, listen, this is all conjecture," and they're they're just all like talking about you know what could be's and stuff like that. Well, that's going to be the next few weeks of the podcast because that's what a coaching search is. Nobody really knows, and we're gonna talk about whatever rumors that we can find and uh whatever you know and, and and hypotheticals and you know maybe those hypotheticals don't align with yours but the cool thing about it is just hearing everybody's hypotheticals and and uh you know just talking about them discussing them and, and giving them some value just taking a listen so if anybody out there wants to call in and Give us their top ten list or their top three list, whatever. Uh, yeah, leave a voicemail. We'd love to re- listen to it on the air. Yeah, your list is no stupider than anybody's I've seen in the last couple days. So everybody, everybody's, you know, everybody's got a reason why they don't want this coach or that coach. So I, we'd love to hear some different opinions. The voicemails are awesome. We'll play it on the played on the podcast but i want to hear some different names maybe there's some folks we haven't thought of it's really outside the box like you know what i can get behind that but oh yeah absolutely so i said you know there's a there's a petition going around by some of the players that was uh you know signed a petition for for a houston nut to uh coach the program and of course i signed it and shared it on the hog call 
podcast Facebook page. And I shot, shot it over here. I don't know if you signed it and shared it on Twitter. But anyway, I put it out there. And of course, we had some fan interaction from J.M. McCoy, <laughs> who doesn't listen or anything anymore. So he may not hear this. But he says, why in the hell would anyone want a used up head coach? We should have kept what we had. So he's on the light. We should have kept Morris bandwagon. And uh, I don't know if he's going to write a longer post about that. But if he (laughs) does, I guess we can talk about it. But golly, I just, how do you get to that point, you know, as a fan where you're okay with anything? And I don't want to be the guy to say, like, this person's not a fan, but I don't know. How do you get to that point, Tim? I don't know how you get to any point of accepting back-to-back two-win seasons of getting blown out. Yeah, Are you not, like, they, they can't, the people that say that Morris needed more time can't be watching that game and care about it. Maybe they're just half watching it out of the corner of their eye and just like, what, you know, and don't while they're doing something else. And like, when you really care about the football program and the football team, how can you just take loss after loss? Like you said, he should have been gone after San Jose State. The warning signs were there last year. The warning signs were there the first week after Portland State. It's not working out. Exactly. Bilma didn't leave it at uh, the championship team, but he didn't. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I don't understand this whole thing that it was just a, a wreck. I mean, it's still. Yeah. How hard yeah. is it just. And JM was talking about like how he liked Houston and this, that, and other, and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, man, I, I'd sure like to get Houston back. And he's like, well, what the heck? What, what's that all? It's like, why are you, why are you acting like that when you said you was a fan of Houston? And the worst thing that we did was fire him. It's words out of his mouth. Now he's calling Houston a, a, a used up head coach. Like, you realize football hasn't changed that much from when Houston coached to now. There's not a whole lot of change in football, period. There's only 567 different combinations, I believe it is, that you can run on offense. So, because of the rules. You know, you have to have five down linemen and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Weird. That is weird. Well, one thing about Nut, man, it's like he, something that Morris didn't do, obviously, is he can he'd get these players to play hard. Oh, yeah. You haven't, just haven't seen that kind of effort and love for the game and uh, pride in every snap. And then Michael, Michael Roberts chimes in, Tim, on this, on this uh, sign of petition post. He says, hell no, Houston, we have a problem. The only time he's ever said anything on the Hog Call podcast at all. Uh, that's what he says. Hell no, Houston. We have a problem nut. Well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So, that doesn't even make any sense. I'm like, yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, but, Michael, if you want to like elaborate and give us a more intelligible comment or voicemail or, or whatnot we'll definitely play it and we'll talk about it so bring it on <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that oh 
Alrighty, well, I guess that's about all we got for coaching and coaches and who could be and, and what's going on. But we fired Morris. We're moving into the next era, and I'm um, excited, Tim. Well, who picked Zoe, man? It's happened. It's happened. We did it. Go Hogs. It's not the end of the podcast, but we're going to pause for a break. Okay, go Hogs. Back to the Hog Call Podcast. All right, and we're back. So, uh, if you're on the Hog Call Podcast, like we've always said, if you're going to be gambling, go ahead and use promo code HOGCALL on MyBookie. That's going to get you double whatever you put in. So, if you put in $50, you're going to get 100 If you put in 1000 you get 2000 That's all the way up to $1,000. So, they match that when you use promo code HOGCALL. So, go ahead and use promo code HOGCALL. Tim, MyBookie says that Mike Norvell is a 2 to 1. Drinkowitz is a three to one. Oh god. Lane Kiffin is at four to one. Bill Clark at five to one, who I hear a lot of people talking about. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Bill Clark, legend down in uh, Alabama, Alabama high school football legend. Great at UAB. He's good at what he does. You know, he, he was loyal to UAB. And let's let him have that. Right? It, let's not coach him at, from UAB. It'd probably be decent at Auburn, you know, with the Alabama ties and everything. Exactly. They might give him a shot. Getting him away from the state of Alabama may not be the best of idea. Yeah, I don't want to have coaches who are Alabama coaches or yeah. Texas coaches. Graduated <laughs> from Texas A&M or anything like that in the program next. We need a Arkansas guy. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> there are two out there. Butch Davis and Houston Nutt. Uh, so then we go to uh, Mike Leach, who's a 6-1. to one. Not bad. I'd take that. I like Mike. Uh, yeah. That's pretty low odds, I think. Uh, but but usually Vegas knows something we don't know. Uh, Sonny Dykes, 6-1. to one. You know, I don't know. Uh, I might go with Sonny Dykes. You know, that'd be that'd be something to look at. I mean, he did turn Morris's couple of Morris's players and hit the transfer portal a bunch mm-hmm. and get a couple of his own players and uh, you know pretty much win. He's going to win in two years. What Morris won in four years yep. or more than that, I guess. But yep. even this, so. Not that's bad. rough having an SMU guy again. That's just yeah. I don't. That's I don't think it's gonna happen. Mouth, you know, just for that reason, I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Hugh Freeze. Um, oh, come God. on, guys! Like that's I've heard true. this name bounced out there, like you said, with uh, Malzon. <laughs> I've heard it bounced out there quite a bit. I've heard a lot of Hugh Freeze talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's ridiculous. I'll just be honest. I feel like that is a ridiculous suggestion. He's an eight to one odds. Um, golly. And then you got Gus Malzon at twelve um, to one. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something about Hugh Freeze? Oh no, it was just uh, he didn't even have any wins at Ole Miss. 
all got taken away. And even like if they did count, he beats Alabama twice, and he still doesn't win the SEC West. I mean, what the hell? Get him out of here. Yeah, they don't put him in there. That's crazy. We already talked about Gus Malzahn. Twelve. I want my wins to count. I want my wins to count. I think you just love Hugh Freeze and Gus Malzahn. You can just get them on off the page here. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Petrino is eighteen to one odds that we will hire him back, (laughs) which I think is better than it should be. I think that should be like. I don't know. Anybody, Bob Petrino, right there. Skip Holtz. I don't care who it is. There's too many other good coaches. That <laughs> we're just not hiring. Like back. to give him to give him a second chance. Yeah, like I'm not. I mean, there might be a program out there that does it, and if he gets hired back, hell, I'll support him. I might go to work for him, but <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't know. I, it's I would, not that I don't want it to happen. I just don't think it will. Like, if it happened, I would definitely support it. I would, you know, I would definitely give him a call and say, hey, do you got a spot for me? Like, I would try to go back to the program. If I didn't even well, go back, I'd still support him. I'd be, I'd be okay with him coming back as a quarterback coach or offensive analyst or something, you know, being mm-hmm. a coordinator. But as a head coach, that'd be tough. Like a Butch Davis and have it. Well, Trino would crazy to have him as offense coordinator. I'd take that heartbeat. Oh, yeah, man. Butch at the ham. Butch Davis. Trino at offense coordinator. (laughs) Who would you want as defensive coordinator then? Woo. Anyway, I just just don't think Bob Trino is realistic. Um, (laughs) And then they got Houston Nutt at 25 to 1. Here's the thing. I think he's more realistic than a 25 to 1 odds. They asked Yurichek, they said, would you hire a coach that's already been here, a coach that's older, and it's been out of football for a while? He said, we're going to look at all those. We're going to look at all those coaches out there just like that. So with what he said, I would expect him to be looking at the list that I mentioned. I would expect Houston Nutt to be in the top five at least interviewing um I think it really comes down to Butch and Houston I really do but anyway he's 25 to 1 odds I guess you know Vegas knows that I'm totally wrong and that would be okay if I am wouldn't be the first time yeah it's good to see that is that the end of the list yeah for Vegas he's the last one yeah I mean that's a I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Some of those names get them off there, like you said, freeze and mouths on. But I don't know if it will be Norville. You know, it seems like, oh, that's the thing, you know, best odds. It's probably not going to be that. Yeah. I really just have no idea what who what, who, who your check is leaning towards. I'm kind of nervous about it, to be honest with you. I hope I'm excited about it. I mean, who knows? Who knows who he's leaning towards, but... Anyway, I guess... That'd be an uh, awesome pick. Yeah, it's a big pick for his career, though. Oh, he he said that. He said that. He said this is, like, huge for the University of Arkansas, huge for my career. It's, like, huge, like, all the way around. Like, he has to make the right choice. And I totally agree with him. Like, whoever he picks has to be somebody that can get us, you know, into a national championship contending team within five years. 
at the least, whoever he picks needs to be going to a bowl game in two years. Give him one bad year, and then I want a bowl game the next year. But, I mean, honestly, our schedule's not that, not that killer. I mean, I guess we open up at Notre Dame, but I don't know. We'll go over that later. Yeah, that is something that, that is some. it's definitely not as easy as the schedule has been the last two years, but, mm-hmm. I mean, there's still some winnable games on there, and you get, I mean, you get Tennessee at home, too, and you get Missouri on a neutral site, A&M on a neutral site. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, there's some winnable games, but I'd like to see them. You get Ole Miss. Should have won Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, you get an Ole Miss Ole Miss and Fayetteville. I mean, we lead the series. You gotta, you gotta get that back where it's supposed to be. You know. Oh yeah, I'd like to beat Mississippi State too. A and M. and M. About time we, Jimbo ain't got it rolling down there. He's a solid no. coach. Got it rolling. He's, he's, got, he's gonna have a good team. He's gonna go to a bowl game every year, and that's it. He made a bad decision by leaving Florida State. But it was getting to the point where Florida State was thinking, maybe we ought to get rid of Jimbo. Then Jimbo thought, well, I better go before they do that. <laughs> and I don't blame him. So I had a lot of friends down there that was thinking, like, it was time to go ahead. And, like, he done done all he could do, you know. He won a championship. He did. Head Case and Jameis. So that's impressive. Uh, yeah, but he's getting paid a bunch. So I doubt it. I think he'll be all right. James Winston, a lobster stealer. There's a crab, crab stealer. That's crab stealer, yeah, from Publix. <laughs> crabs down his shirt. What in the heck is that? Get one of them subs, man. If you're, in, I mean, sure, but they'll just hand you a sub. You just eat it. You got to get a Publix sub, man. If you're James Winston, you walk into Publix, you'd be like, yo, give me a sub. You just walk out the door eating it. Like if that. I could get a sub. Working at the University of Arkansas at Jimmy John's, anytime I wanted on Dixon after drinking all night, like Jameis should be able to get him a sub at Publix. Same, same, oh. same, same deal. Same rules should apply. Oh yeah, that's what I would have thought. He'd probably get a pickle and a soft drink with his sub, not just a sub like me. Just have to eat it dry and chuck it down. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. I had enough water, damn it. I don't want to wash it down. They don't sell beer here. <laughs> well, they do it public. No, get you a six-pack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Jimmy John's had that soda machine, man. Just didn't need soda after all that beer. <laughs> didn't need that sugar, but just sounded so good. <laughs> I used to have bomb strawberry soda, Fanta or something like that, and wash it down. Still guys it. Jimmy John's. I eat Jimmy John's at least once a week on the <laughs> regular just because of college memories. Oh, man. You know, if you went to the University of Arkansas and you're listening to this podcast right now, you know, you know what we're saying. And if you don't, you're a door. You walk down the Dixon straight up, they're headed back toward campus. Just like, well, whatever, what's open, you know, and just smelling that bread. Oh, they got that sign on the window, fresh. Two o'clock. Uh, you know they just made it. It's warm and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm getting hungry. What are we doing? Mm. 
anyway, well, I guess we're doing the podcast, but <laughs> that was, uh, you know, that, that I don't know. That was a weird coaching search they had at Vegas, but it is what it is. So I guess we should go in the basketball game, man. I mean, All right. let's just shift gears. Let's go to a winning team. Let's, let's talk about an undefeated, undefeated University of Arkansas Razorback basketball team. Woo Pig Suey. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. I'm getting fired up with this basketball team. They're exciting me more and more. Can't <laughs> wait to get somebody a little taller down low. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, another game where we just give up 43 points. Defense is on point. So, yeah, if we just had that one, one other big guy, man. I mean, just one big guy to kind of compete. But they're scrappy, though. <laughs> Nobody's above six foot six been on the court. Nobody. The first two games, and they're just scrappy, and they're still holding opponents under. Like the other night, at, uh, last night, North Texas held them to 33% shooting. Uh-huh. Held them to only two threes. And, uh, you know, North Texas, was, you know, the game before, they went to uh, number 25, number 23, VCU. Good mm-hmm. program, only lost by three. Uh, and then VCU did not beat a ranked LSU team, so. They're, North Texas not too bad, and we just, uh, I mean, forced a bunch of shot clock violations. Um, I think that that was a big rhythm or reason too. We didn't we only scored sixty six because they were just taking their time on offense. You know, their discipline, not taking tough shots, but um, kind of got us out of rhythm on offense. But I mean, oh yeah, if you hold an opponent forty three points, you're going to win uh, most of your, if not all of your ball games. Well, check it out, man. We were 83% on our free throws, like, mm-hmm. the whole game. And I'm just like, that's that that's where it's at. Like, 75% the first half, 89 uh the second half. And I'm just like, that's where it's at. Like, that's that's where you got to be on your free throws. Like, when, you, when you're when you hitting free throws like that, these, these are the type of scores that you're going to see. And then, also, the first half, I, I texted you. I told you. I said, we got to get, you know, we got to get in the paint. We got to stop shooting all these threes we were 30 percent but we were just we were just jacking up three-point shots and what did we do and and good lord i mean this is just good coaching and i wish we could see some of this with the football team but muscle comes out takes it to 40 percent in the paint and 25 percent at three point just switches up his scheme at halftime and goes to what was working and and God Almighty! I mean, that's coaching, you know. I mean, that's that's what we've been looking for with this football team this whole time. And I'm not I'm not a basketball guy. I know that's your thing. You're a basketball coach, but that's that's coaching to me. That that and he didn't have to to win it. Like he just did it because he knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah, they were still up twelve at half, but you know, I only put up twenty eight points on the board. Um, he made adjustments at halftime, and they started driving it more inside. They don't have a big center, so what do they got to do to uh, get inside is take it with those guards like Jimmy Witt's driving in. Um, and that's what you mentioned, 83% of the free throws. They shot 24 free throws, and those are all – they weren't getting fouled on jump shots maybe once, uh, but they were getting fouled in the paint going in for mm-hmm. going in for uh, a baskets just a couple feet away. And, you know, Witt's driving in, either pulling up for that 10-footer, which he hit several times last night. Um, Mason Jones, of course, again, another another really good game. He's 9 for 9 on free throws. He's only making one out of five three-pointers the other night when he scored the first game against Rice. You know, he scores three 
some points and hits a bunch of threes. Uh-huh. It's not it wasn't falling for him. So what does he do? He makes an adjustment and gets um, takes it inside more. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's but that's that's coaching, man. I mean, that's that's that, that's what you're supposed to do, and and that just fires me up to see, you know, a coach out there making those, you know, those decisions during the game. I think that's that's where you see uh, when when a coach is real successful in any sport when they can make a adjustment in the game that can change the outcome of it. And if this was a close game, I mean, even closer than it was, that would have changed the outcome of it in the second half, you know? Yeah, because North Texas scored 11 more points in the second half, and they did kind of figure out some things or started just not shooting as atrociously, you know, mm-hmm. still aren't hitting any threes, but they did hit 40% on their uh, field goals instead of just 26 in the first half. But... um train of thought there <laughs> I, I was surprised that Bailey was jacking up threes you know yeah one Locking of them in the corner them down <laughs> one yeah one of hey that 50 percent that's not bad but he hit that one in the corner uh kind of makes the defense think about it a little bit more mm-hmm. if he could if he could um what I am mad about is Gentile Silla uh the backup power forward Mm-hmm. I mean, he's shooting 0 for 3. I think he was 0 for something in the last game. It's like, man, he's got a nice-looking jump shot, but I trust him more on a 15-footer instead of a three-point. Some of those had one where he's just kicking his leg out, just a wild three. I was like, man, I'd like to hit three, but those three three-point attempts you shot uh, could have been yeah. going to Isaiah Joe, who's four out of six. You know, it's like, don't you know, if you can't make it, I don't know. I just don't know. No, Jalen Harris, him. too, though. Yeah, I mean, same thing with him. Yeah, he he's, he wasn't very. He only hit nine, I think, was all year last year. And but he did hit a couple in the first game and showed a little bit of touch. But that, yeah, he wasn't. At least he only shot two times, man. He just like, all right, I'm gonna stop shooting and mm-hmm. just kind of run the offense a little bit more and play defense. Try try to get to the basket, pass the ball. You know what I'm saying? If you can't do oh, those yeah. two things, don't be jacking it up. You know. Yeah, I did like too. Another thing is only had ten turns. You know the. I know against Rice and uh, I know against Little Rock, we turned it over almost 20 times. So about cut cut the turnovers down to half, and mm-hmm. we still forced almost 20. You know, we had 11 steals and forced them to 18 turnovers. Exactly. And, uh, only played with seven guys, so uh, we really need uh, Cheney to come back. I think when he comes back, it's going to make a big difference. We're going to have a, a bigger guy down low. I think that's going to make a big difference in, you know, Arkansas basketball i think i think it's going to be like the icing on the cake when he comes back honestly but yeah we gonna, need him for a rebounding a lot of time prep. though that's the problem for a rebounding prep too as well because um you know bailey's doing a fair, fairly good job five rebounds last night we got seals who's uh pretty good for his you know six foot one body going up and really getting in there and led the team and with six rebounds along with mason jones had six Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Desi wasn't having the best night, missed some threes early on, so he switched up his game and started making layups and uh, really pushing the ball and playing great defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, Isaiah Joe, man, another, you know, tie with Jones for I leading mean, he points. He had a game, right? Like, he came out there and balled. He, he's efficient, man. He's over. He's about 60%. Field goals, four out of six, 66% three-pointers, makes both his free throws, also has three steals, a block couple assists and 
three rebounds. So he played an all-around really good game, too. I knew Joe was going to be good this year. I just wasn't sure he was going to be our best player. But it looks like, like he probably is. Yeah, it looked like he's stepping into that. Uh, definitely the probably the best pro prospect, at least before, kind of looked at. And mm-hmm. He's definitely, um, you know, he's playing the most minutes. He's getting chances. I like I like that he always shoots at me, though. I mean, that's really good, efficient. Like, he's giving it – he's not um, thinking he should shoot the ball every time down court. But he looks for good shots. I've seen that on the, the, from what we've seen this year. Um, he's getting really rebounds, good. too. That's another thing about him. He's, he's getting up and, you know, snagging the rebounds. Oh, yeah. yeah gotta have got to have him and all the guards. Lost the battle the other night, but – North Texas, I mean, Simmons are starting. Uh, center some of the other guys a little tall, um, out-rebounded us, but um, mm. that's something we can be better at. But I know Chaney coming back will help a bunch. But this can be a shorter team. We're going to lose a lot of rebounds. But they got to get back and work on it a little bit better than that, though. Yeah, they got we got 24. They got 37. But, I mean, you know, I guess you had Seals and Jones, who's our top rebounders. But I thought Isaiah Joe getting up here and getting three rebounds was pretty impressive. Because I don't know, I feel like he plays pretty deep a lot, so that means he had to hustle to the, to the, uh, you know, to get the rebound. Yeah, I really didn't notice the rebound being that. Uh, there's a couple times I remember Harris at, at one point just kind of the ball goes through his hands, another time we step out after getting the rebound. So some things like that they can clean up. It's nothing they can't. It's nothing that we just look for them getting out rebounded like that. And, really didn't make a difference i mean we you know you still force them to um you know 20 turnovers pretty much and get 11 steals i mean that exactly. kind of uh, balances that out no exactly you're 100 percent right and the shot clock violations that they're forcing and you know what i mean and those are some of those turnovers as well and just crazy shots so you know they're focused that long on defense just you know a couple more times close it out with rebounds but all in all really good effort i thought Oh, yeah. No, I thought so, too. I mean, they definitely fought and played hard through the whole game. And, and golly, they, they got out there and won it. Like I said, great coaching, good adjustments. You know, Musselman's fired up on the sideline. You got to give him that. If nothing else, he's fun to watch, you know. Oh, yeah. It definitely gets everybody fired up. You like it. You know, kind of held it in. Kind of had the attitude of the game, you know, trying to hold it in. But once it got rolling, you know, he likes to build off the momentum from a dunk or a big, you know, a a run Mm -hmm. um, from us. But another thing, uh, can't take it for granted these games winning by 20 or the other game 50 because, you know, you see teams like Kentucky lose to a a Missouri Valley Conference team in Evansville. You see a lot of teams struggling. Alabama lost to Penn the other last week. And I think uh, last night there were some, you know, some upsets to these smaller schools but experienced teams and we're playing teams that have a lot of juniors and seniors uh-huh. these mid-major teams with experience and we're we're taking it to them so um, yeah they're not you know they're not uh, these aren't national championship teams but their teams picked high in their conference and they're going to give us a run for the money mm-hmm. so, good to see them it's just you know oh, it's good these teams warm-up games and just to get out there and you know what i mean just play some ball well, yeah and get, get back in the groove and you know, with the we, new we system, we need several you know. games. I mean, when we go into Georgia Tech, that's going to be a serious game, you know. So we need several yeah. tune-ups. Yeah, and as we'll kind of talk about um, previewing the next two teams, you know, there are another couple teams picked to finish 
uh, top two of their conference. So they're not bad teams and they're experienced teams. So, but you do I like the warm idea of the warm up new new coaching staff kind of get the feel of the things and mm-hmm. you know a lot of the same players from last year, and then you add on you know a Jimmy Witt or Silla yeah. in there as well. So, and it's a new team too from last year without Gafford. So oh, it's yeah. good to get warm up games, but they're not playing some of the the worst teams in the nation, the three hundred and three hundred best team. Yeah, you yeah. know, and just like, well, this ain't getting nothing. I mean, Rice, we beat them by fifty. You're like, yeah, they're not very good. Well, they're they won two straight games after we beat them. They beat Penn, a team that beat ranked Alabama, a team that everybody says, oh, they're they're definitely better. I've seen them ranked above Arkansas every time I look at something for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they also beat Northwestern State, kind of go on the road and beat. So it's kind of seemed tim- similar to Rice, but you know, after we whipped them by fifty, they go win a couple. So oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it. The uh, next two games we play Montana, the Grizz. I think it's supposed to be Grizzlies, and they don't know how to spell, but uh, the <laughs> Grizz. And then Texas Southern. Uh, I mean, goodness, you know, uh, two small schools. But, you know, with basketball, it doesn't matter. Um, the small schools beat the big schools. And we saw that this week, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're seeing a lot, a lot of parody basketball um some of these teams like that stay together and they've been uh they stay together as a team and by the third year you know some of these better in the better one um really i mean they're not scared of anybody and they they because they usually are most of their non-conference games are going on the road to places like arkansas you know Mm. going to power five schools and trying to steal some games so you know, what do you think uh, we're going to be able to, uh, you know, pull out the Montana win? We're going to, be able to pull out Texas Southern win. Is that uh, like what are these teams all about? Yeah, well, just a little bit. Um, it's been hard to, you know, really uh, these non-conference, not a lot of games on able to watch on TV. But a couple notes made. Uh, first Montana, so we'll play them this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first game, not on a Tuesday night. It's a little different. You know, you get to watch football all day. Hogs got a bye week, so everybody's probably cooking some food and hanging out, having a couple brews. And Arkansas game comes on about four, you know, uh, basketball. I love the Saturday basketball games and football season. But Montana, uh, the Grizzlies, uh, the Grizz, as you like to call them, are coached by Travis DeCure, who played at Montana. Um, mm-hmm. Star uh, back in his day. Uh, they've made the NCAA tournament back-to-back years, so they're the defending Big Sky Conference champs back-to-back years. So they've been to the big dance two and a half years. Um, oh wow! So they're not—they're not, not going to come scared, you know. Not no like, joke. I mean, this team might come in here and beat us. And you know, in those smaller conferences, you got to win the. You pretty much. I mean, you usually win the regular season conference, but you also got to beat every all your all the teams, your competition in the conference tournament in order to make the uh, big dance. So they're used to winning games. Um, they're picked first by the media this year, second by the coaches. So it's going to be a really good team coming in here. Best players number four, uh, Pridget. He's all conference last year, preseason this year, six five senior guards. He had 17 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists against Stanford. He also had 6 turnovers. Um, a little note on that game. Um, you know, Stanford in that game, they are tentative in the first half. But second half, they got to be aggressive, use their athletic ability, uh, 
a bunch of turnovers by Montana. Stanford uh, had quite a few steals, began to gamble, and got paid off for it and turned them into layups. So look mm-hmm. for us to uh, really pressure them with our man-to-man defense and try to force them into a lot of turnovers and make make the most of it on the fast breaks. That'd be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I expect a better – I expect um, us to kind of um, – dictate the pace a little bit more against Montana mm-hmm. and score a little bit more in 66, especially the first Saturday uh, Saturday game this year. Well, it's going to be a good one to watch, but goodness, that's going to be a tough one. So, I mean, you know, we just got to get out there and we got to win these ones that are going to be a little tough and others. I didn't realize they were as good as they were. Uh, but, you know, I guess we get a little bit easier game with Texas Southern, right? Well, yeah, I mean, Montana should be a game win, but, I mean, they're just not coming in here. Uh, you know, they're not coming in here to, like, just taking the money and oh, running yeah, no. back to Montana. They're coming in here to win and build their NCAA tournament resume. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've played Pac-12 school in Stanford uh, the first first game of the weekend, and then they double up a team I've never – I don't know if they're Division two or team I've never heard of the second game, so that doesn't matter. But moving on, Texas Southern next Tuesday night. They're coached by Johnny Jones, who coached North Texas for 11 years and moved on to LSU for five. Uh, kind of during that, uh, he coached LSU uh, uh, for this latest uh, Will Wade guy and kind of competed against Anderson. Mm-hmm. Maybe ran in there against Pelfrey. Um, you know, he was kind of winning 19, 20 games. They fired him in that fifth year, just couldn't do it, went to one NCAA But Lost. They did lose 53 of their offensive points from last year. Mm-hmm. It's a team that won 24 games, um, but they didn't make it to the big dance. They lost in the conference tournament, so they settled on uh, not the NIT, but the even one smaller than that for it's kind of teams like uh, Texas Southern. But mm-hmm. they went on the road last year and listen to this: three road games. They beat at Baylor, went to Waco and beat Baylor. Oh wow! Uh, College Station and beat A and M, and then man. went to. Um, Eugene, Oregon, and beat Oregon. Oh, so they won three three road games last year. It's good competition. So they they're, so gonna, they're not they're, coming. In they're coming game. in here thinking they're going to win this thing. Yeah, and then uh, and then know, they, they play the Grizz <laughs> after us. Two, oh yeah, that's, that's a couple that's days after game. us. I wish they played the game before us so we could kind of watch that. Get of that game out. And see what these teams are made of. That's going to be a good one. They're both going to lose to us, so they're going to be... Oh, that'll be nice. That'll trying be nice. to pick one up. Yeah, they're doing kind of a round-robin college road road show or showcase. Yeah, is that a, what is that, a tournament? They just play no, them? Well, it's not a tournament. It's, it's, I'd say just a round-robin. Just kind of because there's nobody. You're not playing a bracket tournament. I wish I That's ready for us. Weird. Hopefully next year we'll it's be in one do of those. One, do it right, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they're just kind of around, I guess, easier for scheduling. They do that, but um, I like Red Robin a lot. Oh gosh, what are you, what are you doing? To me? I'm hungry. You're killing me. Wichita State, man. Yeah, and uh, I did watch a little bit of that they competed. 1909. We beat the crap out of Wichita State yeah. football. <laughs> it's on the Hog Call podcast. National Championship T-shirt that you can pick up at www.hogcall.com. So, 
Yeah, I did remind. Yeah, they. Uh, so they did lose at fifty points from last year. Um, they're still predicted to finish second in the uh, SWAC by the coaches. While they lost that that amount of guys, they've got six Division One transfers on the roster. So six guys that didn't cut it somewhere. Um, uh, transferred to Sec Tech Southern. They got seven born Houston kids, or seven kids from Houston. Uh, they got talented guards. They like to basket to the basket, penetrate. They got blown out by San Diego State the first game, but competed in Wichita State, led at halftime, actually. And they like to get it into number they three. They still lost. I mean, Wichita State still beat them. Yeah, they like, they like to get it into number three, Ewing. He's preseason first team all swack and like to lob it in there to him. So, you know, a tough team, but I don't, yeah, it's not one of the best Wichita uh, State teams either, but. You know they did. They did uh, challenge themselves, though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I know. I think I know what my picks are going to be at this point. Okay. Well, let's get them. All right. So I think we're going to uh, beat Texas Southern by. 82 73 Oh, I like it. I think we'll beat the Grizz 90 87. 90 to 87. Wow. All right, I'll go in reverse order. I'll go um beating Montana 87 to I'll go 76. They give us a run. Maybe. Um and I'll go Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. Hmm. I'll go Arkansas 83, Texas Southern 60. All right. That's going to be a nasty beat down right there. Yeah, it is. I'm excited. Yeah. I can see we, us. We got one more tune-up game before we get into the real show. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. It's almost time to. Well, I can't wait. To, I can't wait for next next week because we're gonna be talking about Georgia Tech ACC. Hopefully, we'll have all of our guys on the floor. The next three games, we'll have a good understanding of what we're gonna look like, and we'll be able to give you a good, accurate prediction about this Georgia Tech game. Yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, watch a Texas, Georgia Tech game or two uh, before then. I like that because it's the uh, Monday Monday of Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. So you just hopefully we'll be 5-0, and you know, thinking about Thanksgiving. Got two games that week, full and turkey and hanging out. So I'm excited yes. for that Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, uh, their very first game, I don't know why they ACC starts off with the conference game, but they went on the road, I think. Or I don't know if it, I thought it was on the road, but they played North Carolina State, a conference rival, and won the first game. So not a bad Georgia Tech team this year. And then so after they, that, we'll be able to shift it in the fifth, put the cruise control on, sit back, hammer down, and just hammer down the left lane <laughs> all the way to December 25th, Hanukkah. Oh, yeah. And you can. Uh, 
you know, start worrying about Indiana and A&M and LSU and Ole Miss and Vanderbilt and Kentucky and all those teams after that. But until least, then, we just got one tough one. <laughs> oh, yeah. At Indiana, I mean, you, at Western Kentucky will be a test, and then uh, they beat us here last year at Bud Walton Arena and then at Indiana. Well, Austin so, P too. He, they've been in the they've been in the dance a couple yeah. years. Yeah, they have. So these are teams. I all still these like teams when they find these small schools. Man, come oh, on, man. Absolutely. <laughs> you forget oh. like it's basketball. Like they're all good. Well, no, I just I, in basketball because the RPI they look at the RPI. You know, it's like I want these teams to be decent, just to help our. Uh, tournament resume you know for a mm. team this year uh, you know competing hopefully competing for that dance spot like we're predicting you know we need to feed that resume it's like oh these teams were good you know not knock it down too much so that's that's what i'm you know oh yeah well goodness Look, after we get in the SC, after we get in that after we play i mean this is a tough schedule man indiana texas a&m lsu old miss vanderbilt kentucky mississippi state tcu south carolina alabama auburn missouri tennessee mississippi state florida at florida and i'm going to that missouri oh, tennessee man. georgia lsu texas a&m and then you're in the sec tournament like that's a tough year man like yeah, then they like you mentioned, Chad, that SEC Bowl SEC Challenge on a Saturday in Bud Walton's gonna be a big game, man. Another Power Five big school. You, you play out of conference, but you're still like, looking at a good good opponent coming in here. So yeah. it's a pretty solid schedule, man. I'll take these. I'll, I'll enjoy these wins over Rice, North Texas, while they last. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun year. White February game's gonna be fun. I can't wait to take Oscar to see that. He's gonna love it. That's gonna be cool, man. I'm excited for you. Man, last one didn't turn out the way I hoped it would, so I'm sure we got cheated. That one you went to in 2015. But chairs are real nice, though, for as bad as the university is, you know? Oh, man. You're gonna do a live report from Gainesville. I can't wait. Oh, man. You got me excited. Oh, yeah. It's really exciting. I love basketball road games, man. Well, why don't you come on down? Fly well, in. It's on Tuesday. Fly in. It was on a Saturday. It might be a little different. We'll fly in on Tuesday morning. I'll pick you up at the airport. We'll drive up there, watch the game, fly out Tuesday night when we get back in town. That'd be nice. Yeah, I might yeah, think about put that. Put you on the red eye. That ought to be cheaper. If enough people use uh, use my book and promo called I'll call. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Well, we won't buy one of you a ticket. Buy what? I said we might buy one of you a ticket. Talk oh to yeah. The audience. That would be people. cool. Or or if an audience member wanted to buy everybody a ticket, we can just fly down there. Oh, I would hang out with, have a couple beers on the plane. Would, Eight in the morning. I would do it. We'd do it with you. We would. Whatever it takes. Makes fans happy. Fun drive up there. Well, 
is that it for basketball? Do we got anything else? Did we miss anything? I think that's that pretty much covers basketball. Well, okay. I guess uh, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. We'll wrap this thing up. Back to the Hog Call Podcast. All right, well, here's your uh, shit sandwich. We talked about something good. Talked about some uh, Arkansas Razorback basketball. Now we're going to go right into some uh, Arkansas Razorback football. We're talking about Western Kentucky. And then we'll go into hockey. And uh, we'll talk about that. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll sandwich it for you tonight. Make the blow a little easier. Isn't that what they say? That's what they say on like all the professional things and stuff like that. Like, give them some good news. Then let them know you fired them. Then tell them something that was, you know, really positive they did while they worked there. Yeah, the shit sandwich idea is very good. The way to do it. Start off positive, then hit them with it, then finish finish it out with something positive again. So, so that way you we... forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here we go. All right, Western Kentucky. They're six and four, four and two. Tie story. Arkansas Razorback quarterback who he ran off. I know everybody says that he left on his own, but the writing was, as they would say, on the wall by Chad Morris, which means we ran him off. So use your brain there. Uh, Arkansas was uh, 2-8, 0-6. Just ridiculous. Uh, It just just can't uh, gross. All right, I don't even know what I'm thinking here. Uh, Chad Morris is fired. Just so everybody knows, Chad Morris is fired at this point, so he's gone. Uh, We're just uh, we're just recapping the game, and this game means nothing because Chad Morris is fired. So it's okay. Uh, Next week we're starting a new chapter with uh, Barry Barry Lynn Jr. So, all right, so Western Kentucky uh, come out in the first quarter, hit us with 14 points right away. We only answered back with seven points. Uh, at that point, everybody's like, oh, this is going to be a bad game. This is this is no good at all. Then West Kentucky comes out in the second quarter, puts 21 on us, and we can't even score. Uh, <laughs> uh, then Western Kentucky comes out in the third quarter, kicks a field goal. We have yet to score at this point. Uh, then Western Kentucky comes out one more time, scores again. And the University of Arkansas gets 12 measly points. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just don't even know how to... This 19-45, to uh, West Kentucky wins it. Just... Wow! How do you let that happen? Uh, Boyd got three. Boyd got three carries, guys. We've been talking about how we got to run the ball and and all that stuff. Boyd got three carries in the first half. Uh, this whole game, I think he got eight carries. But I think really, if you if you look at, you know, what was an actual carry, he got he got actually about two carries the whole game, which is just the the grossest thing um, I could ever think of happen. It's probably why. Whaley's tweeting out like you know you get you know you get what God's sending to you or what you deserve or what what well, was it? On senior day, Whaley, yeah, something you reap what you sow. Well, on senior day, sow. he gets one carry for five or well, that's one reception. Yeah, he gets one carry for two yards and gets one reception. It's senior day. They were down at the goal line at the, one of the end of the game, and um, 
Uh, I don't think they even ran uh, 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 Boyd either. It wasn't like they ran Boyd. Something else happened. They tried to throw it down down at the one or two. And um, it's like, dude, it's senior day. You know what I mean? Try to give him a touchdown, man. Coach Coach Morris explains it. He comes out and he says, well, you know, we didn't have the ball that much. But we'll give it to him. If you were giving it to him, you would have the ball more. Oh man, I'm sure gonna miss Chad and his, his Golly. Uh, well put together. Give him the ball and you have it longer. Time. What the hell? How does Boyd only have that many? He ever he eighty. We rushed the ball twelve times all together. Twelve times all together. Passed it eight times. With three penalties. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, man, it was not a, not a pretty off, offensive output or defense. It was just bad all around. Pastor came in there, just kicked our ass from the get go. Yeah, he was not. It was not the. Oh, I'm I'm gonna move on from my dream school and play my senior year at Western Kentucky. Yeah, kid. I uh, knew it was gonna be bad when the players started saying like they were texting him wishing him luck and stuff. I was like, oh, this is this is going to be bad. Oh, yeah. He's just laughing at him while he's like, oh, thanks. BS. Showing it to his team members. We're definitely going to beat these guys. Look at this shit. Right, they ain't ready for this, man. They ain't going to even hit me hard. And he runs for runs for a couple touchdowns just running over folks, man. And his former teammates and then passes just all over. It's converting. What they had one moment like just five straight fourth down conversions. I was like, you can, I, I don't even know how that happens, man. And all these people out there, they're like, oh, and I've heard this. I've heard this several times. I've heard it this week. Oh, you know, it's the Bellama players who didn't want to play for Morris and it got him fired. And, you know, Morris's players are doing good and blah, blah, blah. It's your job to motivate all the players. No matter if they were with the previous staff or not. I think that's just the BS argument. Yeah, it is. They're still football players. Golly. They all they want the same thing. They want to win. You know? You don't have to be liked, but you gotta be respected. They're still football players that wanna win ball games and uh, do the best they can so they can get look at the pros. I mean, they don't wanna be the crappy player the whole time and not even like who wants to who's going to look at Arkansas games and scout Arkansas games and look at them they're going to be looking at the posing team so yeah using that as an excuse is BS man and again I wasn't expecting national championships this year or last but my gosh and can I go can I uh, I'm going to get on this national media regional and for criticizing us for firing Morris that is absolute I don't. They're not Razorback fans. They don't know what it's like to sit there and pay money to go to these games and watch them and spend your time talking about living Razorback football and breathing it every day. There are people from the outside and um, just saying, "How can you only? You can't even get a coach two years." So like, how bad? And then you just did you not see the score of these games? You obviously didn't watch them. You obviously didn't care about the outcome of them. If you're not hurt and bothered by getting beat by that, it's crazy. You know. Just last four games, two hundred. You know, getting two hundred, getting two hundred points scored on you, not scoring much at all. So just stay out of it. Rush the ball eight times, Tim. Are you ready for this? Rush the ball eight times. Attempt pass twenty six. 
Now listen to this. This is what's really great. Passing yards, 87. Rushing yards. This, this is true story. 253. Uh, what if you just ran it more? What do you think might happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Average nine yards carry. Morris didn't like to run. The yeah, we saw that anytime he averaged runs eight, eight, nine yards a carry, he just stopped running it. So crazy. I just can't believe it. Like it's like he was trying to lose this game. It's one of those games. I'll give him at least. A, I mean, you can say, well, that average goes up when Boyd hits those seventy-yard, eighty-six-yard runs. Like, well, yeah, that's why you keep giving it to the running back who can who can break it away like that. He might get three yards this play, one this play, eight yards the next. But guess what? he's going to have a good chance eventually of hitting one of those eighty yards. Mm-hmm. They just stopped running it. But maybe we'll have next coach will be smart enough to run the ball more. Yeah, when it's well, hopefully so. You know, when you got KJ that can run it in for touchdowns, which he did in this game again. So, you know, you gotta keep you gotta keep feeding him the ball. You know, you gotta keep feeding Reboy the ball. He's got two touchdowns, 185 yards, 23 yard average, and you've only given him the ball a few times the whole game. Like, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. But whatever. It is what it is. Uh, got T.J. Hammonds. Uh, I guess he uh, got 29 yards. Uh, John Stephen Jones with 5 yards. Devon Whaley with 2 yards. And it's not his fault. He didn't get to touch the dang ball. You got to give him the ball um, for him to get more yards. So, just ridiculous, man. Oh, yeah. That's whoever the next coach is. Hope he can talk Boyd and stay in because these last two years have been well. Running, he was I'm amazing so this year, and he was just misused. It's just it's pathetic. Uh, it's you, got, you got Traylon Burks, uh, fifty-nine yard uh, receiving yards, leading receiver Mike Woods, sixteen receiving yards. T.J. Hammonds with seven, and Devon Whaley, Whaley with five receiving yards. So, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know what these guys are thinking. Oh, man. Yep. I mean, the receivers get out there. They'll catch the ball. They're doing okay. It's just like they're doing what they need to do, right? Like, they're not overly good. They're not doing, like, amazing. And that's okay because they're good. They're average. They're good average receivers. That's what you need. The running backs, however, are amazing. So if we would just give them the ball and then throw when the pass opened up, we'd be great, man, to leave KJ in so you got a dual threat in the backfield. I mean, if you're going to run that style with that, you know, pistol offense, that's what you got to do. You, I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, that'll be a nice, a nice setup for the next coach. Be able to have a run, dual threat quarterback, some running backs, some solid receivers. So we had a we got a punting controversy with uh, Bauer and Lloyd getting out there, both of them at uh, 37 yard average. Uh, Lloyd did a little bit better, but th- uh, 0. 0.5, 37.5. Uh, Lloyd's long was uh, 46. Uh, Bauer's long was 37, and uh, you know 
is what it is. Uh, Bauer got 74. Lolly got 75. So who do you think we need to get rid of as far as punter goes? I don't know, man. They've both been sometimes halfway decent, sometimes halfway not decent. So I guess Lolly's been, seems like he's had a little better year. No, he hadn't done about much. even, man. I mean, two two punts for seventy five yards, two punts for seventy four yards. I mean, that's just what if? I mean, it is. It's so even. It's like like crazy. <laughs> what? What? I don't even know. Why did you even go away from Lloyd? Like, <laughs> like you I, don't to? I don't. I guess just try to. I got to show him doing something. I'm coaching for my job. I'm going to put in two different punters. That's what's crazy, too, Chad. Like you mentioned earlier, your check said, if this is true, which I might as well believe it's true, he says, I had a conversation with Morris, and he pretty much knew, in other words, that he was coaching for his job, Western Kentucky, and he gets blown out by that. I mean, you're coaching for your job, and this, you're like, you got one game to coach to save your job against Western Kentucky. And not only does he lose, but just blown yeah, out. Yeah, like the poor guy. Twenty-one to nothing in the second quarter. Twenty-one to nothing. Felt bad for him, man. Just like bless his heart, you know. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't, if he didn't get to take away millions, and millions of our dollars. I mean, he's a millionaire, and he got paid, so I don't feel that bad for him. But golly, man, you do kind of look. I mean, he's a nice guy, right? But, yeah, you do. Oh, what happened after? Like I was. It's his own fault, though. I mean, going to your son's high school games and you're not traveling with the team, you're not putting the team first, you know, you're from Texas A&M. Do you really like Arkansas? You know, does the hog kind of despise you a little bit when you got to put it on? When he went to school, we were just beating A&M every year, Bob. Oh, just yeah. grew up that knowing hogs dominate. Was it just a job? Was it just an inside job from an A and M alumni? Chad, what? I mean, what if you were asked to do that as a like a Razorback? Like, well, like you know, if I, they was like, hey, can you go to work for LSU or Florida right now? I'd be like, yeah, leap it up. I just. can. <laughs> and I can it's win. Like, look, look, you know, it's like, uh, well, they're, we're not going to hire you, Chad, as our uh, t- or. Chad Morris is our Texas A&M head coach. But what you could do is go to a another program, a rival program, and just bleep it all up. Act like a little bit, you know, like, yeah, you want to win, but just oh, bleep it all up and make them. Can you make it? How can I make it worse from what Bedlam had that last year? Let's do a make club dub. And he do. did club dub. You said, remember that club dub idea you are trying to tell me about? <laughs> Dabo, you didn't want to use it? It's all Golly. yours, Chad. Well, then you move into defense, and uh, golly, we were horrible in, in yeah, defense. Everybody was bad. Curl got, even, le- yeah. Curl got uh, we got no sacks whatsoever, not one sack. Nobody sacked the quarterback that they had Story. been playing against. Story that they had been playing against for the last few years in practice. Nobody could get back there and sack him. Nobody knew him well enough to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. That's, that's just crazy. Their line locked us down and just dominated us the whole time. I thought our defensive line coming in this year was supposed to be a strong point. What happened to that? <laughs> oh, man. 
the the tackles for a loss was a one tackle for a loss by Curl, point five tackle for a loss by Bumperpool, and one tackle for a loss by Bell. That's it. That's it's just crazy, man. <laughs> we had four breakups. Bumperpool had a breakup. Catalan had a breakup. Smith had a breakup. Brooks had a break. I hope you guys are done. Maybe they just wanted Morris gone, and and they were just like, we're just not doing it anymore. Maybe so. Just like I just whatever. Whenever gets this Joker out of here, I can't believe he's two quarterback hurries, one by Richardson, one by Bell, and that's it. That's the entirety of the defense. That's what we did this whole game. We didn't do anything else like exciting, right? Forty-one solo tackles and forty-six assists. You know, I mean, just nothing exciting. <laughs> it was not an effort by anybody. Not even an interception, fumble, or anything to just, it's like, oh, there's something about defense. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Whew. And that was the game, man. I mean, I had a hard time watching it. Um,. Probably should have watched it a second time, to be honest with you. And I didn't. Um, man, just hard to give you a lot of insight on this game, especially knowing that our coach is gone now. Just It's just time for a sigh of relief. And I think we just wash our hands of this, you know, 15 minutes. We, we went over it. We talked about all the games this year. There you go. Yep, that's it. Unless you, you want to keep we missed anything, Tim, yeah. or anything else we need to touch on. Well, yeah, I've got a lot of things. I've got absolutely nothing, Chad. Didn't <laughs> want to damn relive that game, but you forced me to. Here we are. I'm done with it. I just felt like we needed to talk about all the games. I'm sure everybody listening to this was in a good mood from the coaching. Morris getting fired. We, we fired him up about uh, potential coaches. We talk about basketball, and then... But the great thing about it, though, is the sandwich. Now we're going to loaf on top something good. And we're going to talk about how the Arkansas hockey team has only had one loss this entire year. We uh, beat New Mexico, School of Mines, Washington. All these teams that were, you know, tough teams. To beat and a cherry on top with that Florida win. Yeah, this past weekend, Chad, we outscored that Washington, New Mexico, and Colorado school of mines. We outscored thirty-seven <laughs> to three. Thirty-seven goals to their three. Oh yeah, didn't you say the uh, rankings are out now? Yeah, let me get the official ones. Uh, let me go over it a little bit more and uh, see. See how you get fired right back up again. It don't take much. Somebody, maybe somebody out there listening, never saw it. So we're uh, we're getting it. Getting things are hard to find. I mean, what was the Route 66 uh, showcase uh, up in Springfield, Missouri? So it was close to home. So we, I'm sure we traveled well when we went up there. Uh, We played uh, Washington University. Uh, We play, and I guess they're uh, at a 
I don't know, out of St. Louis, maybe? I don't know what that... And then we played yeah. uh, New Mexico, and then we played Colorado School of Mines, and all that was in this, like this Route 66 tournament, and we just tore them up, man. Just like Alabama tears up people. That's how bad we're, we're tearing them up. Like LSU playing Alabama. Just took a whipping to them. Yeah. I mean, you know, Derek from Colorado's all fired up about Colorado School of Mines. I don't know if you know some folks or has gone to a couple of their games, so they're pretty good. I mean, Shut them maybe out. they were good. Not good enough. Not good now. All right. And the next two games is Washington University at Springdale. So we just we and then we go into SEC play. So just beat this team down two more times ruthlessly. Because look, man, our coaches on the hockey team they did not mind running the score up. And I'm gonna tell you what, I respect you for that. It's their job to stop us. And if they can't do it, run the score up. Score a hundred on them if you can. Well, ho- hockey's like football. It's like you don't want to do that. You're you're gonna you're too, the injury risk. Even besides, like you just need to run up anyways. But the injury mm-hmm. risk, even to not play play hard the whole time, that's oh, yeah. terrible. So, ain't no point, man. We're, we're gonna score thirty. We might score thirty goals. I mean, I'd like to score twenty. Twenty would be a good goal. To get. I mean, we're itching up there in a hockey game. But not even that. It's not like we're just having shootouts like eleven to eleven to nine games. It's just like ah, oh, you know, what a joke. That, I mean, holding one, two goals in last game against the Mines, 10 nothing. Well, we might beat Ole Miss by 20 when we go play them down at Olive Branch. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for these rankings? Yeah, I am. All right. So there's, uh, of course, in this Division Three, there's four uh, regions. but So we're in the Pacific region. Let's start there. Uh, number one. University of Arkansas. We're ranked number one in Pacific. Excuse my language. Is that exciting? The that Pacific is exciting. Rating. With a rating of 11.64. Uh, nice. So some of these other ratings, can I compare? The Atlantic region, George Mason's number one. They got a rating of 7.52. And, you know, we had 11.64. Michigan State, ahead of the North region they have 10.76 rating and university of tampa has 11.72 so we're right there as like pretty much the number one team us in university of tampa university of tampa is a crazy team they played in the championship last year and i would love to get a shot at the university of tampa especially in tampa like i'm going to that game i mean that's just like i mean that we're the we're the we're they're barely up on us Less than a tenth of a point in the ranking, so that's one and two. That's that's a projected right now. You go by that ranking uh, championship matchup. Wow, man! There's some really good schools down there. Uh, Florida Atlantic's got eleven rating. Mm. South University of South Florida USF eleven rating. So there's some good teams down in Florida. That's who. Well, Tampa's a hockey a hockey town. A lot of people don't realize that about it. More than football, more than baseball, more than anything, it's really a hockey a hockey area down here so in this uh school of mines it has an is number four in the pacific region so they've been a pretty good team man we just shut them out 10 nothing nice oh yeah there's some uh look at some of these other games that we play 
Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to beat Washington, Alabama, Ole Miss, Kansas. Like Huntsville's uh, ranked 15th, that team we're playing here here soon. It says all these like teams, like these rankings, like there's like each region has like 10 or more teams not eligible this week for rankings due to not being in good standing. Oh, really? Whatever. Screw those teams. They need to get their stuff together before the playoffs. We're still number one. I don't know. You're not the number one team in NL. You know, going to be like, oh, don't not not be in good standing. You're going to you got a good team like we do. So that's awesome. That's a good like. All right, man. We really are. I've watched a lot of the games this year. It's been really exciting. We've won every game that I've watched so far. So. I mean, I'm just, I'm just pumped. If you're not watching hockey, what's wrong with you? Go watch it. It's on YouTube. They play, they stream every single one of them. It's as easy to watch as it is anything else. And if you hadn't cut the cable yet, what in the world are you thinking? Go get that done. Goodness. Because if you got any kind of Apple TV, Fire Stick, any of that, you got the YouTube streaming, right? You can watch the hockey games. Oh, yeah, I got them just on my uh, TV. Old Vizio flat screen. Get on. Mm-hmm. Plug her in there, man. Get it on the big screen. 20 games, 20 and 1. So you got that 20 game mark. So we can win. We can end up with about 40 wins. Get it going, get it streaming, and you're a check. Get this team on campus and get them official. Goodness yeah. gracious, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, University of Tampa, it's not a club program down there. You know, we're going to be playing them. That's a sanctioned school program they got down there. Like that's that's their bread and butter, and we're competing with them. It is shameful that. The administration has not supported the hockey team more at the University of Arkansas. Yeah, it definitely needs to be. Maybe it's winter. Everybody loves a winter, man, so get it on there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Who do you think everybody I bet we want a rematch with, yeah. with Michigan for sure. Our only loss is at Michigan 6 nothing. How would have happened to that? I mean, I, I bet we want to see them in the Nationals. Oh, later. well, you know, Michigan, that's a tough school up north and yeah. stuff. <laughs> it is in the north. I mean, they play outside sometimes. They probably play hockey like on the ponds and stuff like that. You know, no, we ain't got that they're... advantage. No, you gotta have it. Find an indoor. It's like basketball <laughs> in Michigan. You know, you just go play hockey. You can't do that in other states. Mm-hmm. Oh no. You do roller hockey, but everybody knows that's not the same. <laughs> Well, do we got anything else with hockey? Is there anything we missed or we need to cover? Besides we're beating the heck out of everybody that we run into? I'm looking forward to more games. That's fun. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess we should slide on into fantasy sports and talk about that now. All right. Well, here we go, guys. This is uh, the playoff playoff weekend for the Hog Call Podcast Football League. Some of you teams have already been... Uh, I guess taken to the the uh, consolation round, but we're in the championship 
I guess we'll just we'll see who's in the consulate round, whatever. They're not competing for anything. They don't even have so maybe you're at, maybe half the league half the league is playing Chad. This is the quarterfinals. Week twelve of college football. We're in the quarterfinals. We got one number one seed two a legit to quit. Uh, facing off uh, against too me, too I'm eight facing off against Tim. They're too legit. It's been pretty good all year. They're projected 157. I'm projected 54. So I I barely squeaked in the playoffs, but here I am with the shot, man, against the number one team. Get that shirt, man. Get that yeah. shirt, <laughs> man. And then here we go down in the same side of the bracket. I hope we're looking at a matchup between us, Chad. But you got the Hogville Slammers to get through first. They're the four seed. You're the five seed. You're projected 107 right now, and he's projected 152. But you probably have – well, you've got a pretty good lineup. Well, you need to – you haven't even, you know, I haven't touched it, it yet. yet. I haven't touched it yet, but that's – That'll go up. That's going to go up. So you got a, you got a good shot to win that thing. So if we end up in that sem- in the semifinals next week, I don't know. It's going to be a – a lot of shit talking going on on this podcast. <laughs> See if we'll even do it. Tension will be high, but so that's hopefully we'll end up in that semifinal. Another, you got Arkansas raising snacks, a three seed against Touchdown Jesus. Um, raising snacks been good all year. They always score a bunch of points. They're projected to 168 to Touchdown Jesus 92. So raising snacks should advance. You got then you got. Matt, you got Van Gundy's mullet second seed overall. Almost lost the division crown, but somehow, you know, he was up all beginning of the year, six and six and oh, and then loses goes on a losing streak, but he ends up winning the SEC division and he's playing Go Tigers, the seventh seed. Uh, Go Tigers projected to win Van Gundy's mullet. What's going on there, Matt? You gotta fix your team. Are you wow. listening, Matt? You gotta fix your team, man. You can't lose this. Right. The LSU fan, what are you doing? Oh man, that's crazy. LSU? Oh, oh Matt, what are you thinking, man? Well, Matt, get it together, it's a, Matt. It's a big weekend. Who wants a shirt? All right, man. All right, so I got it. I got it set right. So you can look now. You can see. Let's see what the. All right, let's see what chance what you got here. That was last week. Let me see. Yeah, you've you've gained some yeah, points, man. One forty-one to one fifty-two. So he's still he's still projected to beat me. Yeah, they're never too accurate, but that is shows you at least you got a pretty good. Like when you're up there in points like that, you got a good shot, and you can turn one forty into one ninety in college football. Oh yeah, you have some. I mean. Couple, oh, I well, just noticed you got well, Lamb against the thing. Baylor. Here's the thing. I hadn't picked up my defense yet either. No. So I got to do that real quick. That's the thing right there that's messing with me right now. Not picking that defense up. Yep. So look, while I'm picking that defense up, we need to make our predictions for the the hockey game. Sorry, uh, we missed two games. We didn't predict. Uh, Washington University, both games in Springdale, Arkansas. You go ahead right. and, and tell me what you think there while I, while I do this. All right, first game this Friday night, November 15th at 7.30 p.m. against Washington University. 
I'm going with the Razorbacks. Eight. Washington University won that first game. November 16th, next Saturday, I believe, 305 right before the basketball game here in Springdale against Washington University. I'm going Arkansas 12, Washington University 1. Nice. So I'm going to say Arkansas 19, Washington University 3. Arkansas 20. Uh-oh. Washington University. 1. Dang. I like it. Set my defense up. Grabbed a defense that I like. I think it's a, it's a decent defense, especially for this week. 151.98 no. to 152.80. So, right. I mean, it is just... I'm 49%. He's 51% chance to win. It is just neck and neck in that game. Goodness gracious. That's a a good damn defensive pickup. Man, I needed it. I've got Oregon's against Arizona. That's not bad. I didn't even look at defense. That's a good defense. Kansas State against West Virginia, man. Thanks, man. West Virginia's pretty tough. Yeah, but they should be able to hold them off pretty good. Not much here for them. All right, yeah, well, yeah. goodness, we did it. Another good one. Another good podcast. I don't know, did we miss anything? Is there anything else that, any other sports, anything that we should have talked about that we didn't? Well, people would be mad at me, I know. The, uh, women's soccer team, man, congratulations. They're going to the NCAA tournament this week, and oh, so. Yeah. So they're they're competing for a chance to win a national championship. Oh man, that is they, amazing. They got they got slotted uh slided in their rankings. Uh, which is a shame. Uh, should have been they were a number three seed, which is kind of you know, bottom half of a twelve, but they were ranked pretty high, number six, I think, in all the rankings. So they should have had like a number two seed and had a home game and they only get one home game. Oh wow. They're a pretty good team, man, so I'm looking forward to Watch them in the big dance. Yeah, I'll turn that on. That's that's exciting. I'd love a national championship. Wouldn't that feel good? Oh yeah. Feels like it could happen too. Now we fired Morris, like something like that. Something special could happen. Yeah, started playing games on Northern Interest's court. Should be Razorback sports are on the up and up, man. Baseball's going to win a national title next year. Oh, We're yeah. playing North Texas, so we just beat them in um, basketball. We're going to beat them in soccer Friday home game. Beat them bad. Gonna beat them bad. Oh, what's the prediction? All right, let's see. I'm gonna go Arkansas seven, North Texas zero. I say Arkansas five, North Texas two. Nice, good one, man. Moving on. Moving on up. Well, I guess that's about all we got. Um, yeah. Woo pig suey. Go hogs. <laughs>